0: Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Needham, and I am an Amazon seller. I've been selling for seven years. I've seen, uh, we still have millions of sales and still uh, figuring things out and still uncovering secrets and still making mistakes. And so this podcast is just uh, to help you guys as e-commerce professionals to do better and I've got a very uh, a, a very interesting episode for me. Uh, it affected my life quite a bit. When uh, last summer, you know, I was working on um, a company, Valence. Many people know that it's a company that I, I helped build and ended up selling to VeriShip. And well, today I actually have two people from VeriShip to talk more about what their service is and how it can help other e-commerce businesses. They, um, just a little bit of background on Veriship, you know, a very successful uh, UPS and FedEx audit company. So successful that uh, they've had themselves a significant investment from from uh, private equity. And so they really are winning that space. They're very data-driven. This is a, a company that, as soon as we uh, got in contact with them, we were very impressed with their background. So today, I've got Jeremy and, and Andy, and thank you guys for coming. Thanks for having us. So I've got two experts where they know everything about you know shipping, you know parcel, whether that's UPS or FedEx, and how you can take those relationships if you are doing you know say your own fulfillment. Or you're you have a lot of inbound that's uh, coming into your warehouses. Uh, they have put together uh, some amazing uh, services that that help you make those shipping relationships better. So, but first off, anytime time I'm talking about e-commerce right now, like you, you can't ignore the coronavirus. So, how has you know the current shakeup of things uh, affected? Your guys' day to day, and uh, what are you seeing that's going on in the landscape?
1: So this is Anthony Brown. Hi. I think the thing that we see most often right now is that shippers, as well as most businesses, are, are just uh, trying to figure out what normal is and what the new normal is. Um, you know, shippers used to be able at a strategic level to talk about a one and three and five year plan and kind of build from there with the current events, many shippers are left talking about 30, 60, 90 days, much less years, and so they're trying to figure out how they're being impacted today, but what on earth is tomorrow going to look like, and how do they prepare for the day after tomorrow?
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, Just today, I was actually going to buy something on Amazon. And they, they did what they've done off and on for the last two weeks where they put the uh, shipping time out about four weeks in the future. Um, and I've seen that like every other day, they kind of are tweaking with that. I'm not quite sure why. I've made some assumptions that maybe they're trying to reduce sales so that their shipping can get ahead of it. <clears throat> uh, that is exactly right what you said, like, you know, the, the the long-term planning has turned into short-term planning. We don't know um, what 60 days looks like versus 30 days. So but in general, is FedEx and UPS up, like are they shipping more?
2: Um, this is Jeremy. Uh, it, it really, honestly, depends on the sector. Uh, we're not necessarily seeing the same delays that you know you mentioned with with Amazon pushing things out four weeks or six weeks before they can get to it. We're not seeing that kind of a delay with FedEx and UPS. Um, you know what you are seeing in some instances are uh, local governments that have areas shut down uh, that maybe the the carriers can't get into, and and that's just you know the way that business is going right now. Uh, so it's it's good for the the customers to know uh, or be in good contact with their clients before you know shipping a package out, so they are not getting hit with multiple charges and having it you know, run into a, a roadblock. Uh, but different industries are seeing booms and busts right now. Like you know the the typical industries that you'd expect to see boom right now would be anything that's in you know home essentials and necessities and. Uh, uh, I guess regular supplies, but you also have like food processing, like equipment, and that type of stuff that's going out the doors because people are panic buying. Uh, in fact, I was just on the phone with a, a client this morning in, in a, an industry that you wouldn't expect to be booming right now, but they are. They're seeing holiday level hits, and they uh, they sell musical equipment. He goes, "I guess because everybody's locked inside, they now all want to learn how to play the guitar." He's like, "This is amazing. Business is is, is crushing it," um, but. What we're interested to see is how long that tidal wave will last I mean you can only sell so many guitars in a short period of time before everybody has one and everybody knows how to play
0: yeah yeah no um, it, it's amazing how it's made waves in uh, certain segments okay so let's uh, do a ground level approach like so why would some someone use VeriShip? like Tell me, what is like FedEx and UPS audit? I just on a basic level. So, you know, people that are, you know, using the services can understand why
1: they would want to,
0: to use this.
1: Yeah, so ship obviously, the audit has been our uh, uh, gateway uh, into a shipper's data. And a shipper's data, you know, provides the ability to do the audit, sure, and, and it can be very meaningful. For some shippers, other shippers, uh, there's insights and, and uh, data-driven uh, um, operational things that they can learn and take and make changes instantly and, um, you know, achieve efficiencies or uh, be more effective uh, in the way that they um, deliver their product and uh, their fulfillment strategies. Um, I would say, you know, bear ship the, the audit, is, you know, can cover anything from late deliveries to what's called manifested not shipped uh, erroneous uh, residential surcharges anything that can get added on to a invoice that might cover a surcharge or some degree of uh, a shipping characteristic is you know can be uh, audited and their ship uh, does several different audit points 20 I believe it's uh, 27 different audit points for UPS and FedEx. So that's- it, You know, the other thing is we also, but, oh, go ahead.
0: Oh, sorry, I was just gonna say it was really like, that is like a very similar service that, uh, that that Valence, the company that I built, does for Amazon. And so I many people know that um, that's the experience you get where like there's money owed to you and you don't even realize it. Well, that same uh, thing can apply for FedEx and UPS where they add these surcharges and turns out if you look into it, that they're they're erroneous. And and then you guys point that out and you're able to uh, secure your uh, clients reimbursements
1: of a source. Right, right. And to take a step back, we ingest the carrier invoice on behalf of the shipper, and from there, you're absolutely right. We look into are they paying the correct rates that have been negotiated with the carrier, and are they uh, the charges that are and should be on the invoice. And, you know, we identify those, we take those to the carrier, and we get those claims back on behalf of our uh, clients.
0: Okay, and then you also talked a lot about like data and how you're using that to optimize an efficiency. Can you give an example of of something like that? Say whether you're helping them like figure out a, a product, uh, you know, packaging uh, efficiency or a delivery uh, difference, I don't know, anything.
2: Sure, yeah. No, every single package that gets shipped has countless pieces of data that go along with it. There's a lot of things that happen to a package as it moves throughout the supply chain or the hub and spoke network and, and going from your door to your customer's door. Uh, and every piece of that data is meaningful to, to help make your company more efficient and keep your costs low. And in the the, the world that we live in nowadays, even before uh, the coronavirus pandemic started to break out, you know, controlling your costs is is the number one key. You know, the cost of shipping has a tendency to go up year over year, like the carriers are raising their rates um, and e-commerce shippers are popping up. It's never been easier to start, uh, you know, an online company uh, than it is right now. And so what you start to see is customers out there trying to compete with other offers like spend $50 and you get free shipping, spend Forty dollars and you get free shipping, and it's almost seeming like a race to the bottom. Uh, when you start to have that conversation with the the actual clients themselves or our clients themselves, and I say, you know, how did you come up with, you know, spend forty dollars or fifty dollars and you get free shipping? I don't know. You know, the the other people were doing it, so we had to do it too. Uh, well, once we start digging into it well, what is that doing to your margins? Uh, an example of a local company here, a barbecue company that, that sells sauce uh, and other barbecue equipment as well. You know, I looked at one package, and uh, the cost of shipping was like nineteen or twenty dollars. And I looked at the size of the box inside of the data and everything, and where it started and where it went to. And I said, you know, what was inside of that box? And they're like, uh, probably a bottle of barbecue sauce. And I said, how much did that bottle of barbecue sauce cost? And they're like, uh, probably about five dollars. Um, I said, and you spent 18, 19, $20 to ship that, you know, what's your margin on that? And they said, you know, we probably had about 50 cents to a dollar in margin on that bottle. So you're, you're minus, you know, $18 at this point in time. Like that's not an efficient way or a feasible way to continue to run a business. So, uh, you know, this is insights that we can start to understand from the data to say, Hey, can you afford to operate in this way? Or do you need to maybe, uh, start to pivot in a different direction to make sure that you're not killing your margins before you get down the road?
0: Interesting. Yeah. there's. uh, If you've been in e-commerce long enough, you've probably shipped a product. And when you look down and you're like, wow, we like paid money. We like lost money off of that entire transaction. And on the flip side, when you model your shipping really well and your prices, uh, I've seen certain situations where like uh, things actually start to scale in your benefits. So multi-unit sales, uh, the shipping doesn't really get much more expensive. You know, I mean, you may be adding a few ounces and you're paying, you know, 50 cents, a dollar more. And on this multi-unit sale, you're just, you're, your margin is, is significantly better. Um, now you guys have a significant uh, investment in, uh, in technology, in software. How many engineers do you guys have?
2: I can't even count them. <laughs> <laughs> to be totally honest, uh, I would say half of our building is is devoted to uh, data science and engineering.
0: Yeah, so you guys take it very seriously and are able to leverage um, just a lot of data, and then you use that to not only like you know optimize at a granular granular level, but also uh, kind of negotiate an entire contract with UPS or FedEx. So some people may not even know about like what it means to sign a contract with them and kind of get a rate. Can you uh, explain that? I'm actually interested because I'm gonna be approaching FedEx pretty soon. I was looking at their website just yesterday because uh, of some uh, programs that they've they've been rolling out. Um, so go through the contract, if you will.
2: Sure, so every... Pricing or carrier pricing agreements are, are pretty complex, and they're complex by design. Uh, they, you know, they're they're meant to to kind of confuse folks as you start to go through it, so that you know I can have you looking at my right hand while you're not paying attention to my left hand. And, you know, it looks like you're getting a really good deal over here, but at the end of the day, once you finally get your invoice, uh, you didn't realize that you're actually you know paying a significantly higher price. So uh, there's a couple major factors that really come into play that dictate on whether or not you're actually going to get a good price. And those three main factors are your discount, your minimum charge, and the impact of dimensional weight. And once you understand those three factors of your packages themselves uh, and how the contract applies to it, then you can start to understand what you're going to pay at the end of the day. So uh, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, half our building is devoted to, to engineers over there. And what we do is we take all of those data points that we were talking about earlier, and we bring them in, and we truly understand, you know, what's impacting your business. What do your packages look like? Um, you know, what's costing you the most? Where are your operational inefficiencies here? And what kind of contract do you need in order to make sure that your company is operating as efficient as possible and keeping your costs as low as possible? So whether or not we need to attack the discount, whether or not we need to attack the minimum charge, whether or not we need to attack the dim or all three in some sort of a, a mix together to ultimately end up with the you know, the best deal at the end of the day. Uh, it's, we take a, a very similar process to, to how the, the carriers build their service guides and, and build out their pricing agreements. You know, we understand exactly what they're doing on the other side of the table. We understand the data that's going into it um, and we break it down and simplify it. It's like building an, an MLS system for, for parcel shipping.
0: Interesting. So like you guys have experience with thousands of uh, uh, contracts with uh, FedEx and UPS, and you're able to use that knowledge and like and at scale uh, to either you know to help um, people negotiate that contract, figure out where is the biggest gain that they're going to get in in that contract
2: sure yeah we we help people become experts at, at parts of their business that they wouldn't otherwise be able to become experts in
0: awesome um, so Right now, there's, a, there's been a lot of conversation this last week because a lot of sellers are trying to uh, start shipping themselves because FBA is not as reliable. Amazon limited the inbound of what we can send in. And then on the flip side, we are seeing that sometimes, for whatever reason, they're outbound. Amazon is you know putting these delivery dates of like 30 days. And so what's happening is... Um, fulfilled by merchant order uh, pro- uh, offers are winning. They're winning the buy box and they're, they're winning more sales. And so uh, people, myself included, we are ramping up what we are shipping ourselves. And uh, then people sort talking about this like one rate program from FedEx. And because I think it is in the two day delivery window uh, and you can do that nationwide. Mm-hmm. And I, there was just there was a long threaded conversation about how the, it's the most economic way to do what's called seller fulfilled prime where we are shipping nationwide in under two days um, what do you know about that I, I'm actually really just curious like what tell me a little bit more about the one rate program and um, is this like something that can also be negotiated down in any way or or what
2: well, I'm a firm believer that anything can be negotiated. Um, but I also believe that if if something sounds like it's too good of a deal, it, it potentially is. Um, and one rate is something that FedEx has, has pitched and gone to market with uh, year over year um, for quite some time now. You know, they, they run, if it fits, it ships, and you get the great TV commercials where some guy walks in and he's like dumping golf balls and golf gloves out of his pockets and throwing inside of a, a box and ships it out and it's you know a flat rate um, but not all boxes are created equal inside one rate system and, and when you look at you know your cost per package inside of that and what you're shipping there in some instances it might be a great deal in other instances it's not and that doesn't mean that that one contract right there or that one rate offer, uh, is the best possible deal that you can get. There's a reason why, you know, a multinational, multi-billion dollar company is rolling this out and, and pitching it to everyone. There's got to be profit in it for them, right? Whereas if you really focused on your business and, and understand what your boxes look like and what your packages look like, um, you know, maybe negotiating a, an individual contract around two-day uh, would be in your best interest rather than taking this, this, you know, blanket offer that they're offering to every company
0: okay so um do you know like like one rate is is offered to everyone is there like a another level where like like i approach them and i say hey i'm a i'm a business I'm, i'm doing you know uh let's see 500 you know packages a day would they negotiate with me doing that
2: sure absolutely uh i think they might you know ask you some some specific questions around your business, you know, what what's your customer experience like? You know, what type of time and transit are you trying to reach? Uh, because, you know, not everybody's trying to hit a two-day window, um, but some people are. They're trying to get their packages and they want to get them there now, especially in the e-commerce world or in the 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 world of, you know, instant gratification. So um, they might try to, to pitch you to that, but when you take that and understand, all right, what's the total cost for the, the package? Um, and what's the cost of my good? Uh, and that's where you get the the total landed cost to move your package there. and when you can look at the service guide, it's a published service guide that both FedEx and UPS put out there, and then you can start to understand, all right, well, what kind of a discount would I need on you know this package right here that weighs this amount that's going to this location in order to make sure that my margins are most optimal uh, and then you can start to understand, well, maybe this one rate system isn't the best deal for me
0: right. Um, so, uh, we, we, I, I mean, truthfully, like with, with our, our business, we're always like, I'm always like on the borderline if, if it's whether to, to, to jump into to one rate, we currently don't use a lot of FedEx, but, mm-hmm. um, right now with, uh, the prime badge leaving so many offers on Amazon, it is really starting to look a more engaging. Um, so, you know, Uh, not I mean like all businesses are of different sizes and some of them definitely need your service like they probably needed it years ago before they they'd even thought about it but um, what's kind of like uh, I mean I know that you guys you guys have a minimum but what is your your it's Maybe you guys are a one size fits all, but like, what's your, what's your target, like type of, of customer?
2: Well, we want our customers to start to see, you know, a benefit from the services that we provide. Uh, and so that's typically around $50,000 and up, if you're spending about $50,000 or more, uh, a year in shipping, uh, then you absolutely should sign up and start getting a look at, at your, your invoices and start to understand your data uh, and start holding those carriers accountable for the services that you're paying for. Remember, you're paying for a time-sensitive service. You're paying for you know, next day or two day or three day. You're not paying for them to deliver it whenever they want to. So make sure that your money is going where it needs to be.
0: Um, and so when they don't deliver it in the window, um, me as like the, the FedEx customer, like I'm owed a reimbursement, is that right?
2: Yeah, uh, both the carriers uh, have service guarantees out there that typically say that they'll deliver within sixty seconds of the the time window. You know, that's a that's a pretty tight time window. But um, you know, I'm not the one that created it. They they are. Uh, but I, I think less about like, hey, I'm owed a, a reimbursement, and more that you know, I've chosen a partner, in, in FedEx or UPS, to be. Kind of an ambassador of my brand, you know. If you shipped a package to one of your customers and it shows up late, and they paid for next day or two day, um, they're not calling FedEx or UPS and complaining about it. They're calling you and complaining about it, and they want their money back because they paid for a certain service and they didn't get that quality. Uh, it wouldn't be any different than if you walked into a you know a restaurant and you ordered one thing and they brought you something different, and you said this isn't what I ordered. Um, you know, they're either going to have to fix it or, or they're going to give you your money back. That's just typically what happens. It's very rare that they say tough, eat it. Um, so that's the, the same situation. You want to make sure that um, you know the the partner that you've chosen as a carrier is is representing your brand in the best way possible.
0: That's interesting. Uh, the what kind of the way that you frame it is most uh, a lot of e-commerce businesses. You know, they started from nothing and. You kind of look at these uh, UPS and FedEx carriers as just like just huge Uh, that they would never, uh, you know, be a kind of like treat a partnership as like on an equal playing field. And so I kind of like the way that you framed that that um, they are promising a service, and if they don't, you know, do that, like you should hold them to the fire. Like it's. because, you know, ultimately it's your brand that takes a reputation hit if they're late. And so, I don't know, just talking uh, with you about this kind of makes me feel like, you know, uh, that we're on the same, um, we're on the same level. You know, this is just two businesses talking to each other and that there is more, you uh, just more in that relationship that can that can that can benefit us uh, by by either renegotiating or or the audit or or anything. And so it's a a good approach. Um, I know that I mean, like the, the audience probably already knows because I've you know t- talked about FBA uh, reimbursement services before that. Um, that with uh, like a link that I'm able to give them that they can get a better rate uh for for Amazon services i'll post that in the show notes and um it'll be so you guys can uh you know start a uh you know relationship just with things right where you could get a little bit more out of it um is is there anything that i that i am not covering last minute thoughts regarding um uh, your service or with corona that we didn't cover
2: i would say you know, given the, the current nature of the world right now, now is the, the time to, to take action and, and really start to understand the data. If you've always thought about, you know, looking into the, the data and maybe making some improvements to your business, now would be the time to do it. Um, that way that once all of this passes uh, and we're on the, the rebound side, that you're rebounding in the right way and that you're you're rebounding as quick as possible.
1: I would agree with that. And I I would add... You know, now is a great time to understand and know your shipping profile. Understand the service types you utilize commonly. Understand the surcharges, um, you know, that you'll likely be hit with if you ship with UPS, FedEx, and then figure out how best to either mitigate those or to plan for those in the future. But now's the time to to certainly understand how and why it is you're shipping the way you do.
0: I can definitely, uh repeat that in a a different light, like right now, um, I feel like coronavirus has like, has awoken everyone. Uh, If say you were in your, you know, a steady state in your job for a few years, I have felt that with mine and uh, this, uh, you know, with the uncertainty that's going on, it's also an opportunity uh, for us to get out on the other side, a better business and uh, with uh, so much shaking up, I, I just see a lot more energy. People are like more invested in their careers and their businesses because of uncertainty. You know, because the economy is is going every which way, and the so like right now is, it, it is the best time to to like really uh, get things figured out. And so I want to thank um, Andy and Jeremy so much for, for coming on the podcast and for talking about um, what can be a, a dry subject, but um, with the right data, all of a sudden, like, it, you know, it, it's money. I, I remember, I'll just say this quick story. I was with um, some listeners of the show in New York City, and we were um, having a dinner, and I think for about half the time, everyone was just like, really animated just talking about shipping they were talking about you know using your own truck or this like uh, in any commerce shipping is your life like that's where like there's so much extra money to be made it's probably our second biggest cost of uh, next to cost of goods and so getting on top of it is is very important so uh thank you so much for coming and um i hope you guys uh, uh stay safe through this pandemic and we can uh we can see the uh, the other side
1: all right, right on. thanks scott
0: all right and then uh tune in Thank next you. week for the for I, i've got another show i've got a lot of good ideas planned and so thanks for listening to the podcast see ya
2: one two three <laughs>
0: This episode has been produced by LaunchPod Media.